Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. The ragtag band of explorers drag what remains of their packs through the dank jungle, before them glowing through the leaves an unknown light source. They stagger forward. Is it the Fountain of Youth? No, it's The Gargle. Hello, welcome to The Gargle. I'm your host, Alice Razor. Your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Tiff Stevenson and Alison Spittle. Welcome back to the show, both of you. Hello. It's just started snowing here. It's snowing. There's just pigeons on my balcony. <laughs> no happy days of winter here. Aren't you both in the same city? Yeah. Do you have like micro climates in London now? Yes, we're in London, but it's just it's just started snowing. Big chunks of snow outside the window. I just looked and uh, just just as the as the recording started. So that's beautiful. I feel like metropolises with microclimates are like three steps away from having quadrants and zones and districts. <laughs> <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Yeah. <laughs> My zone is full of vomit anytime I walk outside. Quite, quite vomiting. <laughs> Before we arm up and launch together into the mean streets of this week's top stories, let's have a look at the front cover. The front cover this week is Mel Brooks just being cool because I remember he's still alive being cool and I thought that needed to be celebrated. He's posing provocatively either in a full tuxedo suit or in a polka dot bikini because he seems like he would be up for either of those things. And the satirical cartoon this week is an international woman having her day and boy, what a day. I'm very much a uh, regional woman, so I'm not celebrating International Women's Day. I'll wait till regional Women's Day comes around. <laughs> or local Women's Day. Well, I feel like every day is International Women's Day, really. That's true. When did International Women's Day start again properly celebrated? Because I've only ever seen it celebrated through cupcakes. Like, I've seen cupcake days and it doesn't feel like a, 
Like, does Santa Claus come? How did this all start? At least at Christmas, <laughs> you kind of know that someone was born. An international woman came to your house, yes. knocked on the door, gave you a card. I haven't had my International Women's Day card. I haven't sent any. I feel bad. Yeah. She told me I could have it all. The thing Christmas. about the International <laughs> Women's Day card is you, you you don't lick the flap of the envelope. You. <laughs> <laughs> well, it comes pre-licked. Is this the... I, I was <laughs> just suggesting that you might moisten it by other means. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have a look at today's stories. Top story today is long-distance love news. Uh, this is the news of a virtual kissing machine which could bring long-distance lovers together in the most unconvincing possible way. <laughs> Alison Spittle, you've made out with your hand before. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> so this is a story, this is a, invented in China and it's a, uh, it's a, it's a machine that kind of um, mimics the lip movement of your partner that's a, a long way away. And the thing that, what I love is like one of the quotes that we have here is that a thing that they've realized is that long distance relationships are hard. <laughs> and I don't think you need to invent a whole kissing machine to find that out. Um, of course, that my big worry is, and I'm sure we all have it too, is someone is going to misuse the kissing machine. We might as well say it now. Like like the years of misuse of other machines, such as Henry de Hoover or other things, <laughs> this kissing machine is going to get a dick in it. Like at some stage, like that's what's going to happen. I mean, also it sort of seems incredibly to miss the point of kissing, which is that, I mean, the point of kissing is not anyone's objective kissing technique or like the, the rhythm of their mm. smooches. It's like the presence of the other person and the smell and the like, the taste of them and like the pheromones going, are you the right one for me? Like those, like totally. these kind of subliminal questions are not going to be answered by like weird, like <laughs> kissing. <laughs> Although that is the noise I make when I make out. <laughs> that is not the point of kissing, Alice. The point of kissing is to exchange up to a billion bacteria. <laughs> it's, like, it's like nature's yakult. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and I, for one, demand an equal exchange of bacteria. If I'm not getting every single one of those bacteria, one, swap one for one, I'm furious. Yeah, a quality in this kissing. Yeah, um, it's, it's technically, it's a mating behaviour, isn't it? It's kind of like a peacock creating an app to mimic showing its feathers which would be quite cool that would be like the dick pic of the bird world um, but i think we're the only we're the only species that oh actually uh, maybe bonobos chimps maybe kiss but like Whoa. it's a very specific to human form of mating behavior i mean don't peacocks have what look like eyes on their tails and i i gotta say i'd be confused by a dick pic that was looking back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's normally just one eye, <laughs> not hundreds. I think this is just a just say you're lonely and move on. Like, yeah. there's a lot of loneliness out there, but I don't know that this is the cure for it. I think you never feel lonelier than when you're trying to maintain a long distance relationship. What do you do? Do you put it in the dishwasher as well? Like, it feels like just a very lonely thing having it there and maintaining the kissing machine. Feels like feels like probably the loneliest thing in the world, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't even put Vaseline on my lips at night, like on my own lips. <laughs> <laughs> what if it starts getting um, insecure and starts wanting injections? 
Like it's that kind of level of maintenance. Like what if you ignore the kissing machine for for like six months and then it's like, oh my God, starts feeling bad about itself, starts getting lip injections. You just go, no, 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 lip machine. You already look like an uncanny valley unheimlich like gap into another dimension. You don't need to look more plastically. And can you like passively aggressively kiss someone as well? Like if you're angry with your can. partner. Yeah, <laughs> because you send that in this machine to give like very purse small kisses. Just a dry pursed peck. <laughs> yeah, like, like do you know, like the wife of a disgraced politician at a press conference. <laughs> when you she's know? sitting next to him, showing her support for the fact that he <laughs> his secretary, and then she leans over and just gives him the angriest. Yeah. No, do you know what he's done? He's just. His long distance mouth robot and got caught. That's what's after happening. And then she used to send the most passive aggressive kiss through the mouth robot. Your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy. Have you ever asked yourself if claws are for you? What about a horrifying aura, leathery wings, or maybe taking out all of your workplace frustrations on the writhing bodies of the damned? There's a job for everyone in hell. Nine circles of HR departments hovering above an eternal pit of infinite content moderation. Hell 2.0 has just relaunched as Web Hell 3 or Web 3 Hell 3. Three hell, two handle. (laughs) And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by doing pottery on a wheel with a hot instructor. Sexy, sloppy, pre-ceramic sculpting, hand in hand in hand with a wet pot. Just you, Juan, who learned pottery in the kilns of Granada and half a glass of water to keep the slip moist. (laughs) Doing pottery on a wheel with a hot instructor. Spin yourself to paradise. Instructor optional if you believe in ghosts. Ah. (laughs) I watched that film. I know that reference. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eggs. Eggs, the snail of food. Eggs. Shelby, right? (laughs) (laughs) Shelby, right? (laughs) That's an International Women's Day joke. Come on, come on. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And this is Peruvian delivery man news now. And this is the news that a Peruvian delivery man uh, was acting drunk in an archaeological site and was was held up for acting drunk. And they discovered in his bag a, a mummy. 
Uh, the real Indiana Jones is a, a drunk delivery man on an excavation site. Tiff Stevenson, you've carried uh, the, the desiccated remains of an ancient man around in a backpack. <laughs> Can you unpack this story for us? Yeah, this is all totally normal weekend at Bernie's behaviour. So, <laughs> firstly, a delivery man who came to their attention acting drunk at an archaeological site Let's just say we've all been there. You know, you dig, you have a beer, you brush some dirt off some artifacts, you have a couple of shots. Next thing you know, you're pissing on some Dead Sea Scrolls. It's a party. <laughs> we've all been there. Apparently inside this guy's cooler bag was an ancient mummy. And the man said he'd been sharing his room with the bandage mummy and considered it a kind of spiritual girlfriend. Again, people are lonely. I can just reiterate that people are very lonely that he put the remains in the bag to show him off to his friends and he explained that he kept Juanita as he nicknamed the mummy in a box in his room next to the TV and uh, added that it was owned by his father without specifying how it had come into his dad's possession which is a very sweet tradition of passing down your mummy from father to son for generations so women know to completely avoid your family <laughs> uh, the other the other fact that is probably worth pointing out is that experts said uh, the body was between 600 and 800 years old and was actually that of an adult male rather than a woman so the mummified male was estimated to have been about 45 years old at time of death so not only was it a man but it was a middle-aged man how well, did they accurately get his age? Did he have a heart attack whilst complaining about the bins not being collected? Nobody's um, perfect, Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> and it says that it was in the fetal position. Was that or was he actually crouched over a bicycle in full lycra? More news soon. <laughs> I just feel like, um, you know, this man has got real mummy issues. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he might be the only person in the world who, for whom that is horrifying and literally true i feel like somebody who feels like they have to carry a mummy around in a backpack probably doesn't have a great relationship with women but i could be wrong <laughs> it just feels very strange that he was um you know acting drunk around an archaeological site uh you know i think they should get him for a new television program uh time gentleman team like that would be a good <laughs> <laughs> it just seems I love it. I love that you bought the puns. I'm bringing the puns. But I feel yeah, it's a it's a I like that he's kind of proud of his spiritual girlfriend. When he first said spiritual girlfriend I thought like, oh she must really be into horoscopes and stuff. <laughs> uh, but no, she's she she's a she's a forty five year old man in the fetal position, dead for eight hundred years. Which is not what I was expecting. He seems like a bit of fun though, doesn't he? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit out there, but at least he's dedicated to his girlfriend. He brought her out to see his mates. He's Unusual. not, you know, ashamed of her or anything like that. Yeah, didn't make her stay indoors next to yeah. the TV where he normally kept Juanita. <laughs> yeah, didn't tell Juanita, oh, it's more of a lad's night thing. Uh, we're just going to head out. No, he brought her out. He brought her out because he was proud of his corpse bride, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Reviews section now. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Tiff, what have you brought in for us this week? Uh, well, I'm going to review Squash, the game. Squash, mm. racquetball in some Ooh. corners. I would say squash. I mean, squash and racquetball is slightly different. But personally, I very much enjoy running around in a box that smells of farts and testosterone 
with little piles of sick in the corner. Now, the point of squash, point of squash is to squish the ball with your racket and get it above the red line. It's all about the wrist action and ignoring the inescapable march towards death. Um, I really love it, but we played it on Sunday for the first time in two years and my husband immediately injured himself. Uh, he, wow. tore, he tore his calf muscle and we had to stop playing and go to A&E, which also smells of farts and has little piles of sick in the corners. Uh, but <laughs> it's definitely not as fun. So for that reason, I need to knock it down a star. I'm going to say four out of five. Four out of five. I'm sure Scottish husband uh, would appreciate that he's only worth one star in his... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my husband is injured. I'm ducking down one star. Other than that, fine. <laughs> Alison, what have you brought in for us? I'm reviewing being on EastEnders. So before Christmas, I did an audition for EastEnders didn't think I was going to get it. I had to do a self-tape and I wore my best Pat Butcher earrings, which are literal pictures of Pat Butcher <laughs> on them. Um, I love EastEnders. It's been, it's been like, it's helped me through many a mental health difficulty. As in, I know I'm mentally unwell <laughs> if I've been watching uh, two-hour compilations of deaths on EastEnders. You might ask me, what's my, what's my, what's my favourite saddest death on EastEnders? It's always going to be Barry. Alice, you didn't watch EastEnders, did you? No, I was never exposed to EastEnders. So there's this man, right? And he was a lovable, a lovable oaf with a heart of gold, right? Oh, Got together with a right rotter. <laughs> yeah, a lovable oaf, Barry. He was lovable and she pushed him down a hill and he died and it was very sad. Oh. And I, I love this program. Um, And I got the part. Janine Butcher, by the way, yeah. just can I just say that? Yeah, she's ruined it for stepmothers everywhere. He's <laughs> <laughs> like another... Wait, 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 decades of like uh, Disney stepmothers and g- generations of grim fairy tales no, in which Janine, stepmothers chop pieces of people. It's Janine Butcher who's ruined it for all. Yes, yeah, she, yeah. She's, she's real meanie. And um, I got the part, I was really excited. It's only one day and I played a pregnant woman called Deborah. So they gave me a pregnancy pouch. I wore the pregnancy pouch around. Took a picture of myself with it on because it's like if you give me a fake moustache, I'm going to take a picture with it and send it to a friend and go, what do you think of my new look, you know? And uh, everyone thought I was pregnant, even though I said I'm pregnant, dot, 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 in EastEnders. Nobody bothered reading past the dots. Um, my mum... My mum got a phone. My mum. My mum got more phone calls than the Samaritans. Just absolutely <laughs> rang out of it, and uh, it was very annoying. It was very hard. But uh, my favorite bit of the Holy Stenders thing was, uh, I he got driven around in a golf buggy around Albert Square to the makeup department. The makeup artist looked at my script and said, "Oh, you're a scruffy mum," and I said, "Yeah." And then she just gave me a tap on the shoulder and all done, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was me for today. I had an amazing time. I'm gonna give it a five out of five. Five duff duffs. And uh if anyone from EastEnders is listening or any soap, I would I would absolutely I would brush my teeth with deep heat to get a gig in a soap <laughs> opera. I love them. They're great. Please let brushing your teeth with deep heat not be the next review you do. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing me, Alison probably will. <laughs> she's a, all of a sudden she's on Hollyoaks. We know what this means. <laughs> yeah, and a big red mouth, and I've just got like a massive tongue. 
<laughs> Kelly like, you don't understand. <laughs> and uh, futuristic, horrifying car news now. This is the news uh, that Ford has filed a patent. Uh, so it is, it's not a product on the market yet, but it could be a product on the market. And Ford thinks it might be a product on the market enough to file a patent uh, for a car that repossesses itself. It goes from disabling different functions on your vehicle to fully repoing the car on its own. Uh, Tiff Stevenson, you've broken some knees in your time. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> sure. Um, I like my men like I like my cars. Passed down from my Auntie Jean for my 18th birthday. Um, <laughs> I've had various cars over the years that I feel like are negging me. I don't feel like we need this additional technology. It's going to end badly. I don't know if you've ever read Christine, the Stephen King book about the possessed car. Yes. Uh, a vengeful possessed car. Yeah. So this is where this is where we're going. And like I say, my car already negs me. I have like part of me thinks I would be great in a posh girl clique because I spend all day shouting uh, mm. uh, Alexa and Mercedes. Um, <laughs> that's how I spend my time now. But uh, like my car, my car, your car has, you know, if you get a new car, it's got all these little tricks built in to neg you like um when my car's running out of petrol it says i have limited range which i take as a comment on my acting skills um, also i know that i um my bags are too heavy because now when i put them on the passenger seat my my car seat belt alarm goes off so i like i already feel like throughout the day i'm getting little messages from my car telling me i'm not organizing my life properly we've already seen what's happened with tesla with self-driving cars we don't it's, it's, it feels like it's another way of like, I'm going to sound a bit serious now, but like social scoring, kind mm. of like limiting the, you know, the facilities on your car, like the windows. I mean, like what, if you if you miss a payment, you're not going to be able to open your windows. You don't get to have air in the car. Like it will lock itself. It won't open itself. So if you've missed a payment, you can't drive your car. Which I mean, it used to be in the in the noble land of, of America or Britain that a man's car was his castle. It was his refuge from his wife and children. If you go for a walk near where I live, you are just mm. in it. And it's nighttime, you are confronted by the reflected faces of middle-aged men looking at iPad screens in their cars <laughs> at night. Uh, they're either Uber drivers or they're trying to hide from their wife and kids, but... Uh, you know, all of a sudden the car turns on you. Now your car is like a weird simp for the company, man. It, it just uh, terrifying. It's like if Kit in Knight Rider didn't like David Hasselhoff and was just constantly trying to ruin his life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already have. Like, So it's like kind of like going, you don't own the car. The company owns the car. And I, as a woman, I always sort of already feel like I don't own my car because I was out in it. I was out in it last summer and this little Greek man came over and he was like, oh, that's a lovely car, isn't it? Perfect for the weather. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it really is. And he was like, yeah, who bought that for you? Oh <laughs> and my I was God. like, I bought it for me. And he was like, just looked really confused. And I think I ruined his day. <laughs> like he couldn't get his head around the idea that I'd bought myself a nice car. So already as a woman, I feel like a lot of the time people are like, how did you get that? <laughs> Let alone with the car company going, we can just take this back at any time, we feel like. Are you sure your husband's happy with you driving that car? <laughs> That's very nice of him to allow you with your bad woman driving <laughs> to, to take it out. <laughs> this, this story reads as very dystopian, but I kind of like the idea of them taking away a job from a human and a human being a bailiff and a repossessor 
Like, I feel like it's the self-service scan of absolute bastardry. <laughs> and at least you don't have to put through... You don't have to put humans through uh, having a choice of having a job and being an absolute bastard or, or you know, just getting on with their lives. So I kind of like it in that way. I, that I they want... t- cut out the middleman altogether. This idea that, that women are worse drivers than men is actually backed up by science and data and statistics because uh, that's why men under 25 aren't allowed to get car insurance because they're just so unlikely to have an accident that it wouldn't be <laughs> worth <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, I, I feel like part of me in a way, like uh, my, my car has like a self-park function but i actually park better than the parking just to yeah to explode the myth i find weird relinquishing control to my car it feels like you said dystopian allison so i Mm. I feel like i don't want to i don't want to give up control i'm a control freak call me a control freak you're a control freak i don't want to let the car to make too many decisions for me feels very male of it (laughs) 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 maybe maybe if like if like before it like, did the self park, it was a woman's voice that came on and went, this is not about you as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> like this is that this is no comment on your ability to park the car. This is just quicker. And then, then I would be accepting of it. <laughs> Environmental news now. And uh, this is the news of the incredibly heightened stakes in the Singapore's lab meat market. Uh, there's a race between different lab meats in Singapore. Just to give a bit of background news, gourmet fish bladder is racing against chicken and beef uh, to become the most profitable lab meat uh, available. Alison Spittle, um, you were grown mm. in a lab. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> so, yeah, like Singapore seems to be at the forefront of uh, of being able to grow uh, lab-grown meat. So this is meat that's grown from some cells in a laboratory and not using uh, agriculture and uh, and kind of like, a, well, capitalist-driven agriculture. So it's a bit nicer for the animals, but you still are eating the flesh of a sentient being. Is this vegan? I was trying to think. So it is using cells. It's interesting because, like, you know, uh, there is a race between beef and chicken. And then fish bladder have come into this race. And it feels like it feels like I'm at a wedding that's very uh, that's got some very kind of off brand choices. It's like, would you like chicken, beef, or fish bladder? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like <laughs> I want the pissy fish gonna... bit. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, exactly. The bladder to me would would feel maybe like um, very muscular. You know what I mean? It's not really a soft bit of marbled meat. It's it's doing some work, and it's a and it's a and it's a and it's a bladder as well. So it is pissy. So I it just feels this 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 feels like this it's an unnecessary uh, meat in this race. Well, it also confronts you with the fact that fish do we, which you sort of assume they don't because they're always in the water, but they do do that. They're always um, facing that that terrible dilemma that we all have when we're in the ocean and we need to do a we of <laughs> can we do it without anyone noticing? I feel like I we constantly when I'm in the I'm like I miturate I'm like a mouse once I, I'm a sea mouse the moment the waves hit my knees I start pissing <laughs> but it's almost more clean for you you know like with the stuff that like uh that's being dumped into the rivers and seas at the moment 
the piss feels like some sort of like barrier <laughs> of you 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 making like at a least it's organic you yeah and at least it's, it's your own do you know it's <laughs> it's it's got ammonia in it so i'm sure it's a neutralizer of some like I, <laughs> tiff and alice i did watch this morning about like 20 years ago and it's seared into the back of my brain of a woman drinking piss her own piss is a health decision <laughs> on purpose not and, by accident and she was given she was given the public tips and one of them was that uh, you know if uh if you're a bit scared of drinking your own urine why not mix it with your favorite juice why would i want to ruin my favorite juice the the feeling of piss just drink i thought she was gonna say fling a shot of vodka in it make it a cocktail (laughs) when i was little i read far too many books about people uh who'd been shipwrecked and stuff on adventures and always being told warned not to drink seawater because it would drive you mad but i assume it drives you mad because you're thinking it's all fish piss um. <laughs> it doesn't sound appealing, does it? Here's some lab-grown matter for dinner. A lab-grown fish bladder to me doesn't sound that appealing. When there's pork, there's duck, there's all these other meats that are quite tasty, and Ooh. I feel like fish bladder shouldn't be your first pri- third priority when it comes to making meat. But also, I feel like I, I, we're at this point where it, it's lab-grown meat, so it sort of doesn't need to be anything. Like, it doesn't need to be identified with the cells from which it was grown, unless it has a very particular taste. It can just Mate. be lab-grown meat, meat, full stop, you know? What if we made it from human cells and we got to eat? Like, that's horrifying. There is a startup that's promising to oh. sell celebrity steaks. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Some some horrible tech bros who are kind of a bit into cannibalism get to eat human meat without the... That's going to happen. Let's ask Annie Hammer how he feels about it. Alison Nuggets are going to be on sale and stuff. It's just going to... If, if you had to be eaten, what would you like to be served as? Yeah, what's the, what's the merch, Tiff? I don't know. You were saying nuggets and like maybe a little kebab. I don't oh, know. I'm, I'm know. thinking of a tiff finger sandwich that, you know. Oh, my mayonnaise. fingers are quite sinewy. I mean, I don't, they're long though. So there's probably, it's probably good snacking. I'd put, I'd put, if I was doing my fingers, I'd put those in like a snack pack. I'd mince you mm. up and put you in breadcrumbs. That's what I think. <laughs> That's I the nicest you thing would. anyone's ever said to do. Yeah. <laughs> Pop you in an air fryer, you know. Just... Yeah, yeah. Mincing, you wouldn't want to get like a nice cut of, you wouldn't want like a loin. Prime tiff. Yeah. Over mincing, I would say. It's probably some good buttock steak happening here. I think what tiff wants is to be wagyu, which is you get a massage every day and drink some beer. Yeah. Genuinely, yeah, exactly. wouldn't we all love that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would bring a, bring a new take to that. I could just eat you right up, you know? <laughs> well, here's some of my cells at a laboratory in Singapore. <laughs> Knock yourself out, mate. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the show. I'm flipping through the ads at the back. Alison, have you got anything to plug? I have got a show in uh, called Wet that's going to be on in Soho on Wednesday the 15th from Thursday the 16th of March. You should all come to that. I'm going to be in Brighton later this month. And then Cardiff and Southampton in June. I'm also doing some work in progresses in uh, of my new show called Soup that's going to be on in Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I'm going to be on in the Pleasance Theatre doing a work in progress there. And other places I need to sort out getting myself some whips. McClanliffe, come to McClanliffe. And it's, the show is going to be about 
uh, soup, but I'll probably write it about mental illness knowing me, but uh, I aim to have it about soup. And Tiff, have you got anything to plug? I am at Soho Theatre on the 19th and 20th of May. I think there's probably about 15 tickets left for each of those with my show Sexy Brain. I'm also at the Imagine Festival of Politics and Ideas in Belfast on the 22nd of March. I'll be on tour. Uh, check tiffstevenson.co.uk and most of the dates are in May. So hopefully see you at some of those. And you should listen to Catharsis, my podcast. There's an episode uh, with Alice up and readily available. Uh, so have a listen to that and we've got fantastic guests coming up. Have a listen to Catharsis. Uh, Tiff hosts Alison has been on as part of the Bugleverse. Last week we yes. didn't run a gargle, we ran an episode of Catharsis that I did with Tiff. So if you enjoyed that, jump on over, subscribe to that. There's no limit to the number of things you can subscribe to, so uh, why not subscribe to that? Also to Alison Spittle's podcast, Wheel of Misfortune. Just put all of us in all of your ears all of the time. I will be doing the Newcastle Fringe with my new show Twist, uh, the Newcastle Fringe on the 16th of March and the 17th of March. I will also be doing Twist at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and then thereafter at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So tickets are available there on my website, alicefraser.com. Also, patreon.com slash alicefraser is a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, blogs, my weekly tea with Alice Salons and my weekly writers' meetings if you'd like to write with me. Uh, join patreon.com slash alicefraser also you get two for one tickets to all of my shows this is a bugle podcast and alice fraser production your editor is ped hunter your executive producer is chris skinner i'll talk to you again next week you can listen to other programs from the bugle including the bugle catharsis tiny revolutions top stories and the gargle wherever you find your podcasts 